Welcome, welcome, one and all, on this beautiful Tuesday morning in Columbia, Missouri, to KNC Sports on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. My name is Kyle Jones. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Cole Tusing. Cole, I know people talk about Christmas and all, and Christmas has its great parts, but in my eyes, this is the most wonderful time of the year. It is March, and not only that, it is late March, which, of course, definitively means that the madness is about to begin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is, you know, I love, you know, the college football playoff. I love when the college football season begins, you know, college game day. I love that, but you're definitely right. This is definitely one of my favorite times of the year. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. Yep, a whole lot to talk about, so we are not going to be slowing down at all on today's show. We are going to do some bracket previews, so you don't want to miss it. We're going to come back right after the break, and we're going to start with the men's tournament, so stay tuned. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Harbin. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, oh, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Tune in to Comfy and Nautica for good vibes to start your day. Wednesdays from 10 to noon here on KCOU. Welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Kyle Jones and Cole Tucson here in the studio. So we are starting our big March Madness preview today, of course, with the men's tournament. So, Cole, I want to first ask you, as we look at the first round, what are some of the most intriguing matchups of the first round in your eyes. Well, you know, take a look at the bracket first round. A few matchups that caught my high, and I was definitely very active on Twitter last night. I'm not sure if you saw, but a few upsets I picked in the South Division. I have Oregon upsetting Wisconsin. I have UC Irvine upsetting Kansas State. And I don't have it in my bracket, but I think there's a possibility that Liberty will upset Mississippi State. 
that Liberty Mississippi State game definitely caught my eye. I had to, uh, I had to really deliberate for a long time about who I thought would win that one. Another matchup to uh, to pay a little bit of attention to: Seton Hall and Wofford. That ten versus seven game down in the Midwest region. Seton Hall's got a great team, and in my eyes, Wofford's slightly overrated. So we could potentially see see the uh, Seton Hall Pirates pull the upset in that matchup. Now, my question is, Cole, we're talking about upsets. Who are your big ones? I know you said UC Irvine over Kansas State. That 13-4 upset is pretty big. Do you have any other big ones? Well, I don't have, you know, Virginia being upset again by a 16th seed, but I'm not sure if you consider this an upset, but... If you look down lower in the bracket, 5 Marquette and 12 Murray State. Of course, Murray State's got John Morant, so I think Murray State's going to take round of 64. I think they're going to go all the way to the Sweet 16 and beat Florida really? State. So if they beat Marquette, they'd play the winner of Florida State-Vermont, um, which I imagine would be Florida State. So you believe that they will defeat Florida State in the second round and advance to the Sweet 16. I do, and then lose to Gonzaga. Losing to Gonzaga. All right. So now here's where I diverge because I think Syracuse, for all the stuff that's happened, I think they beat Baylor. But then I think that Syracuse is going to get the the upset on Gonzaga in the second round. I think Gonzaga will be the first the first one seed to fall. That's a bold pick. You know, Gonzaga, people say is, you know, people talk about Duke being the best team, but in my opinion, Gonzaga's the best team in the whole NCAA. Oh, so that's I... a bold pick saying Syracuse is going to get the upset, but it's March Madness. Things happen all the time. I mean, you know, I obviously, you know, Virginia being the one seed, you got to think about what happened last year. There's no UMBC. There's no Layla Chicago. Michigan State's a two seed. So if you remember what happened a few years ago in Middle Tennessee, a lot of people had Michigan State going to the championship. I did as well. And look what happened. So as we look around, who is going to be your Cinderella team? My Cinderella team is honestly going to be St. Mary. St. Mary's, really? So you think that St. Mary's is going to beat Villanova? I think they're going to beat Villanova because Villanova, obviously, you know, they. it's kind of weird, honestly, when you see a March Madness bracket and you see Villanova's not a one seed. That's already weird, but it's because this team lacks depth. And St. Mary's, you know, let's not forget, this team beat Gonzaga. So this team is quality, and I think if they're able to beat Villanova, I have them beating Purdue, beating Tennessee, and then losing to Virginia in the Elite Eight. That could happen. So for me, my uh, my Cinderella for this tournament is Seton Hall. I think Seton Hall is going to get over Wofford, and then I think in a stunning turn of events, they will defeat the Kentucky Wildcats in the second round, advancing to the Sweet 16 where they will also beat Iowa State getting to the Elite Eight and losing to UNC. Here's a few picks that I wasn't really sure who to pick here. Do you think the possibility of Kansas being upset by Northeastern is possible? No, I don't. 
And here's why. Northeastern was the second best team in the CAA during the regular season. And they were blessed by the fact that um, in the in the conference tournament, Delaware showed up to play against Hofstra in, uh, in the conference semifinal. Delaware, after just rolling over and getting kicked in the head for most of the uh, for most of the t- of the season, decided to show up and take Hofstra, the best team in the conference, to overtime the day before the conference championship. It's very hard for a team to win a game after going to overtime the night before. And Hofstra had to do that, and they couldn't. They kept it close against Northeastern, but in the end, they didn't. And that's why Hofstra's in the NIT, and Northeastern are in the C- are in the NCAA tournament. I don't think Northeastern is as quality as a lot of people are making, out- making them out to be. 13 seed, I think, is the correct seeding for them. But in terms of actually beating Kansas, I I don't see it. I just I I I think Kansas has that one now. Auburn, Auburn in the second round because I think Auburn goes over New Mexico State. We'll have Auburn Kansas, and that's where things get a little bit tricky because I do believe Auburn wins that game. Oh yeah, absolutely. I also have Auburn as well. I have Auburn. I have Auburn losing in the Elite Eight to North Carolina. Yeah, same. Because Auburn, this is a great team, and you know. The SEC is a powerful conference, and them winning the SEC definitely gives a bump. But obviously, talking about March Madness, there's a lot of teams talk about Duke. Yes, and this year especially, you have to talk about Duke because they've got a pretty, pretty smooth glide into the NCAA tournament. The only real competition that I could see the Blue Devils coming up against um, is, you know, the Virginia Tech Hokies and the Sweet 16, though, once again, conference opponent. So is it really that big of an issue for Duke? I don't think so. Duke's done it before. I think they'll do it again and beat Virginia Tech. And then in the Elite Eight going up against, I predict, Probably either LSU or Michigan State. I have Duke losing to Michigan State in the Elite Eight. Yeah, Duke losing to Michigan State in the Elite Eight. I believe I have Duke beating Michigan State in the Elite Eight and advancing. Duke is my national champion. Oh, they're your national champion? They they are my national champion. In 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 an absolute schoolboy's fantasy, I have put Duke UNC as my national championship game, and Duke wins 67 to 65 on a last-minute Zion Williamson shot. So you have Duke as the national champion, and obviously, you know, people talk about the Fab Five and everything, but for Duke, it's the Fab Four. I have a different Fab Five winning. Give me Michigan Wolverines to win it all against Virginia. You want you, you want the Michigan Wolverines to go. So you think, d- despite earlier in the show saying Gonzaga's the best team in basketball, you have Michigan beating them in the Elite Eight? Yeah. All right, and then you think after having to get through the wall that is Gonzaga, as you claim, they will then defeat Duke. And then Virginia in the national championship. And Virginia in the national championship. If anything, the best team on the right side of the bracket is the University of North Carolina. I think I think no holds barred. I mean, North, in my opinion... North Carolina 
I think, is is getting to the national championship. That's interesting. I've Houston be in North Carolina. Really? You've got my Cougs going to the final four. So my final four is Duke, Michigan, Virginia, Houston. See, I think I think Houston loses to Ohio, to uh, Iowa State in the second round. I have Ohio State being Iowa State in the first round. Nah, Iowa State's hot after that Big 12 tournament win, man. They've got a great team, the Cyclones, and U of H laid a hot egg against, uh, against uh, what do you call them, uh, UCF, right, in the uh, American Athletic Championship. Or not UCF. Who did they play in that game? Whoever they played, they played like garbage. Um, hold on. So, obviously, there's a lot of teams to talk about in March Madness. We kind of preview Cincinnati. a little bit. Oh, Cincinnati. Houston, yeah, Houston. Quality. Cincinnati's a quality team. Cincinnati's quality. They'll beat Iowa, and then they'll lose to Tennessee. So, where do you see... Obviously, there's a lot of you know NBA prospects. How do you see John Morant's career in this tournament at Murray State go? You know, if he... I think if he goes out there... And if Murray State winds up beating Marquette, um, then he could very well, and if he shows out in that game, he could very well pull a Steph Curry at Davidson and basically vault himself to being an, an early first-round pick. Um, I think if Murray State gets blown out by Marquette, which is what I expect to happen, um, then... He ought to stay another year. Really? Ought to stay another year? Yeah. I mean, right now he's not projected to go very high. He's projected to be the second pick. Really? In the draft. I thought he... Some I, people say he's above Zion for the first pick in the I, draft. I disagree with that. Well, if he's, if he's projected... I thought he was projected lower. Because we were looking at that in the in the office yesterday. Ah. You That's know, weird, but... What I've saw from the draft boards is he's projected to be first or second overall above well, all right. or behind Zion. Well, all right. If, if you know, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. John ja, ja Morant, number number two pick, going to the Phoenix Suns. He, he ought to start playing worse. Get on a better team, buddy. I mean, like. So he, who has the first pick just as the Bulls fan? I'm curious. Knicks have the first pick. Where are the Bulls place fourth? Four, and you all get Rui Hachimura. Okay, not bad from yeah, Gonzaga. It's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Rockets, of course, um, once again without a uh, pick in the first thirty because we don't uh, we don't need those draft picks. We don't need youth talent. We got James Harden. He'll never die. But anyway, if, if John Morant has a great tournament and Duke pulls a true Duke. And uh, loses in like the second round to some team who they shouldn't. Uh, then maybe John Morant does hop Zion, but I don't think he will. I think his number two spot is relatively secure. Um, now that I know that he has it, because the fact is Murray State has no one besides him, and they're already they're already this far. You know, like what were they gonna actually do? You know, like, the fact that they're even here is is big for Jean Morant because he gets to show out on the big stage. 
Now it's a matter of beating the teams who no one expects you to beat. No one expects them. Well, except you. Uh, but I, I, I seriously don't expect them to go over Marquette. Marquette had a great team this year, you know? Um, even if they get past Marquette, I think they lose to Florida State, you know? So what's one extra win in the tournament? Jean Morant's going to have to have himself a great game. But in the end, I think his draft spot's already secure. And Zion Williamson is going to be the number one pick. He's just... The man is a, the man is not a man. He's a god. Like the stuff that he can do with a basketball is his liftoff, his you know just explosiveness. I mean, the guy is something else. Even coming off of injury, his first game back, he still was out of this world. Now, you definitely bring up a great point about Zion, and I guess I have a question about him. Obviously, you know, through the years in March Madness and ESPN and everything, there have been a lot of high players. Do you think Zion, just where do you rank him as far as, like, high players in the college basketball scene? He's, he's maybe one of the most hyped players of all time. All right? You look at guys like Jordan or, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler, that five slam a jamma back, you know, way back when, uh... And, you know, those guys got hype. But there is... But Zion, and I will I will credit the existence of Twitter and the existence of YouTube and everything for this, coming into high school. Sorry, coming into college. Like, straight out of high school, Zion was hyped. I, I saw dunk videos of Zion in high school when I was, like, a senior in high school, you know? So he was hyped then. Throughout the season, that's where all the cameras were. That's where all the ESPN coverage was. And then now that he's out, you know, back from injury, this tournament is going to be all about Zion, at least from coverage standpoint. I mean, the guy just has it all, you know? I'm talking about high players, obviously, you know, Trey Young and everything, but in my opinion, I've not seen a player as hyped this much in college. Than Anthony Davis. I mean, he got a lot, but so did like I remember Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins got a lot of hot, a lot of hype. I don't know compared to Anthony Davis though. Compared to AD, you are correct. He did not get as much as AD. Kevin Durant got quite a bit when he was at the University of Texas. But I just I look at all the all the stuff on Twitter and all the stuff on Instagram and all the stuff on ESPN and whatnot. And I just like, I can't see anything else. Like Trey Young was the darling last year, right? That was, that Oklahoma team should not have even been in the tournament. And I'm convinced that they got in because the, because ESPN slid a bit of money under the table to, uh, to the NCAA uh, committee and was like, hey, put our guy in the tournament, por favor. Because honestly, OSU was the better team last season. OSU should have gone in over OU. But that's a, you know, that's a that's a discussion for uh that's a discussion for history books in terms of who should have made it in, who shouldn't have made it in. Um I guess that's you know my dad's point and everything. Are there teams that you believe that should have made it in that didn't? Because I personally have one team. Okay, TCU. TCU. 
Yeah, I felt TCU had a good season. Um, better than, uh, where's that? Yeah, Iowa, who sputtered in the end. Uh, 22 and 10, Iowa, but they really didn't look it near the end there. Um, a team I had that I think should have been in, Indiana. Beat Hoosiers? Michigan State twice. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Louisville. The problem is their record still wasn't that. It wasn't good, great. but we look at the wins and who they beat. I thought I think either either Indiana or TCU should have gotten in over Florida. I mean, Florida. I agree. Is, Florida is one of the worst teams in this tournament. In fact, they are the worst team in the tournament besides Iona in terms of record. Florida is nineteen and fifteen. The only the only reason Iona doesn't have as good a record is because Iona didn't play as many games, you know. But like, I I just feel that either Florida or Indiana, so not not Florida, TCU or Indiana, probably put up a better year than Florida. But Florida's gonna get in. So I assume you have Florida losing first round to Nevada. I have I have upsetting Nevada. <laughs> so you're saying they're the worst team in the bracket. They now they're upsetting Nevada. They're worst. They're they're the worst team record wise. I didn't say they're the worst team talent wise. Record wise, they are categorically the worst. But I have them upsetting Nevada because I don't ever see Nevada as a good tournament team. Even though they went to the was it sweetest team last year? Yes. And lost to Loyola. Yes, I know. I know. It's it's weird how I work. It's very weird how I work. But I have Florida upsetting Nevada and then losing to Michigan in the second round. It's March Madness. Anything can happen. It's it's literally, once again, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, who is your biggest bracket buster? Bracket buster. Let me think. Because for me, for me, it's going to be Syracuse. Because I think a lot of people are going to have Gonzaga going deep. And Syracuse is going to beat them in the second round and just crush dreams, you know? I think it's going to be Tennessee. I think Cincinnati can beat Tennessee in the round 32. You think the Cincy could beat Tennessee? That's, that's actually not... That's actually not a bad... Uh, that's not a bad pick. Um... Tennessee kind of sputtered out in the SEC tournament, you know, losing to uh, they you know they, they lost in the tournament, so that momentum's not really there. They had sputtered out near the end of the season. They they dropped a couple of games near the end of the regular season. Cincinnati, on the other hand, coming off of a great performance against U of H, twenty eight and six on the season. I mean, there there's only a game splitting Tennessee and Cincinnati. I mean, that's. That's actually not that like that's not a bad pick at all. And a lot of people are going to have Tennessee maybe even go into their final four. I know a couple See, of people. That's what I think. I think Tennessee is I would say this on Twitter, but they're te- they're a sweet 16 team maximum for me. I don't see them going farther than that. I see them going I think I actually I might actually have them losing out in the sweet 16 to Villanova. <laughs> I think that might be what I have on my bracket. <laughs> I'll have to check. I know I have Old Dominion upsetting Purdue, so it'd be Villanova, Villanova Old Dominion in the second round. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely there's there's a there's something there. There's something there. Uh, so one more time to recap: 
My Cinderella is Seton Hall. Your Cinderella is uh, St. Mary's. St. Mary's. All right. My national championship is Duke. Your national championship is Michigan. Your final four. My final four is Duke, Michigan, and Virginia Houston. All right. My final four, if I can pull up my little tournament challenge, because I'm gonna I'm gonna forget what I what I put down on here. Hold on. My final four is Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, North Carolina. Um pretty similar picks right there. Yep. Yep. I do I do believe. And then um your bracket buster team is Tennessee. My bracket buster is that Gonzaga will lose to Syracuse in the second round. So there we go. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll break down the women's bracket. Mizzou's got some pretty uh, interesting happenings. So stay tuned. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Harbin. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. Tune in to Preferred Walk-Ons, a weekly sports talk show updating you on everything Mizzou and professional sports. Chase Phillips, Ben Krakow, and Garrett Jones hit the airwaves at 4 o'clock every Friday with balanced and insightful sports talk. We also bring on a variety of guests in studio and over the phone from Columbia and around the SEC to give national insight and perspective. And when we've had enough, you won't want to miss Get It Off Your Chest, our ending segment where we blast what's driving us crazy in sports over the mid-Missouri airwaves. Join us for year two on KCU in Columbia, worldwide on KCU.fm in the Blue Box and in the TuneIn Radio app. And welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. We have run through the men's March Madness Tournament bracket, Cole and I. And we are now going to transition over to the women's bracket, a tournament that Mizzou fans should have a whole lot more eyes on than the men's bracket, if not for just the sole reason that Missouri is actually competing in this tournament. Uh, also, just, you know, apart from that, there is a legitimate path for the Tigers to get to the Final Four and even potentially the National Championship of this tournament. I don't think it will happen, but I'm going to detail it for you, Cole, and we're going to see just how likely or unlikely this is. So let's just start with the fact that this racket was gifted to us about three hours early, courtesy of a mess-up by ESPNU. And there's actually already so much, you know, there's so much just controversy surrounding how this whole thing is being promoted and everything, right? So first you get 
the mess up of, of leaking the bracket three hours early, which is just terrible. And, and the first thing my mind goes to is they would never do that with the men's bracket, right? So here we already have just blatantly biased coverage by ESPN. Um, second, you've got the fact that uh, all the promo packages for this tournament, Cole, the big one ends with Kobe Bryant coming out and be like, and they show some clips of Enrique uh, Ogumbawale hitting this buzzer beaters last year. He goes, you got to have that Mamba mentality, right? It's like, why is he there? What are you doing, Kobe? We don't need you there. We have plenty of talented women that are easily promotable for this tournament. <laughs> Like, we don't need some random former NBA guy coming out and be like, you got to have that mama mentality. You know? I mean, I know he is very, you know, vocal on Twitter about when it all happened, but uh, yeah, that's and, so and weird, Arike, ESPN. Well, but the only thing that, the only reason that he went on Twitter was because Enrique Agumbawale literally said that she had that mama mentality. How about you get her to come out and say that? You know, everyone remembers Arike Gumbawale, if nothing else, because of the great calls that were, you know, that were put over that shot, both the shots, you know? I mean, it's 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 one thing to hit one buzzer beater in the tournament. It's another thing to hit two in two straight games, and she did that. I mean, she is already s- someone who could be the center of your marketing campaign. But anyway, that, we'll, we'll shy away from the terrible marketing practices of ESPN and into the actual on-court product because the on-court product this season is something to behold. It is not a surefire UConn tournament victory this year. In fact, I don't even have UConn going to the national championship. There are two seed this season, um, and there is just so much to talk about in this women's bracket. It is amazing how competitive the women's game has got. Even uh, just, you know, even the SEC, we, uh, we, there, there, there's, you know, about four, there's, there's about four or five teams that could really make a, you know, make a statement, right? So let's look at everything. Who is your final four, Cole, in this women's bracket? My final four is Baylor, Syracuse, Notre Dame, UConn. All righty. Mine is South Carolina, Mississippi State, Notre Dame, and Louisville. Where do you have Baylor? I have Baylor getting bumped out in the Sweet 16 to South Carolina. That's a bold pick. A bold pick, but I'm going to stick by it, and here's why. Baylor is a great team in the Big 12. Now, their only real competition in the Big 12 is Texas is not even Texas? It used to be Texas, and now Texas is SEC, of course. Um, really, Baylor's big competition is Iowa State, who is a three seed in the Chicago side of the bracket. I mean, look if you look around the if you look around the tournament, the amount of Big Twelve teams in here is just astounding. Like Texas is a seven seed, and and Iowa State, of course, I just talked about other than that there's not really much big 12 representation in this bracket you know which leads me to the thought 
that, yes, Baylor did have a great season, but they're not playing in as strong a conference as, say, the American Athletic, which has quite a few teams in this tournament, or the SEC, which is the best conference in women's basketball, right? So, to me, I just don't see Baylor pulling this one all the way off. I think South Carolina is a stronger team. They still have a whole lot of that national champion core. They're still the same South Carolina that we saw both in Columbia, South Carolina, and Columbia, Missouri, who, you know, play incredibly well and play with a whole lot of fire. For that reason, I think South Carolina winds up beating them. Interesting. So there's a lot of talk about in this bracket. You bring up a great point how this is the bracket where Mizzou actually gets some representation here. Of course, the men dropped off and had a very roller coaster bumpy season. But so Mizzou is being matched up against Drake, a 10th seed. Yep, Missouri, the seventh seed, which did come as a surprise, especially to me, who I firmly believe, you know, after they're after they're showing this season and after they're showing in the tournament, they really probably deserve to be a fifth seed, um, which actually would not have been good for them. I'm actually of a mind that Missouri got off on a better kind of uh, better slot than fifth seed Florida State. Now, now hear me out. I'll tell you why. Missouri plays Drake in the first round, a little reuni- a little reuniting between Graceburg and the Missouri Tigers. Graceburg will not play. She's still, of course, sitting out due to transfer regulations put down by the NCAA. But Missouri's going to beat Drake. That's... That's just something that I, I'm going to hold near and dear and I think is going to happen. After that, they play Iowa, who I totally forgot to talk about when we were talking about, you know, Big 12 representation. But Iowa, two seed. But I don't think they're that good. I think that they are overrated. And also, I think Missouri's going to have an easy time with Drake. And I think they're going to have a lot of fire, especially from the fact that they've been underrated. I think Iowa is seriously a team that Missouri could beat. And I think they do. And advance to the Sweet 16, where they would play the winner of Kentucky-NC State, which I very well do believe will be Kentucky. Now, Kentucky is a team that Missouri played to overtime in the SEC tournament. I foresee a similar result in the NCAA tournament. Missouri goes to the Elite Eight. They would then play, at least in my bracket, South Carolina. That's where the dream dies. That's where Missouri loses. But allow yourself to drift into fantasy land, Cole, the Tigers took one off of South Carolina last season in South Carolina. Now this game, I don't. This is the Elite Eight, and I, 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 I don't think I don't think this is gonna happen. But, but the, the Tigers, if we're looking at technicalities, they're due a win over South Carolina. If this is your Elite Eight, and Missouri wins it. 
then that would send them to the final four in uh in Tampa, where in my eyes they're playing Mississippi State. And once again, Mississippi State, a team that Missouri did beat this season, which would then send the Tigers to the national championship, where they will most assuredly lose to Notre Dame, Louisville, or UConn. Either of those three, th- either of those three teams that would go up against them. But allow a, allow a man to dream for just a second that the Tigers pull the wool over on UConn or Louisville or Notre Dame. You have a national championship Tiger team. Before it's, 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 I give my prediction, thing, I want to keep this dream talk for a little bit more. So let's just say Mizzou goes to the national championship, wins it. Final four, lead against Mississippi State, South Carolina. They'd be regarded as the best team in any sport to ever come out of this right. university. So, what would that do for Sophie Cunningham's draft stock? Oh, she'd go skyrocket. I mean, she's already one of the, she's always already a just phenomenal player. That would just that would make her just just out of this world. If so, she, the latest draft board I've seen is she goes like seventh, eighth overall. Oh. Oh, if 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 the Tigers won the national championship, it would a it would be on the back. It would be completely on the back of Sophie Cunningham, uh, and b that would probably send her to a number one pick. I mean, if 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 this, if they guided that, which they won't, like let's let's make this let's make this very very clear. I am like I am in literal fantasy world with that one. They're probably gonna lose to Iowa in the second round. See, that's the thing you were talking about on the radio, and I'll give my prediction in a second, but we talked about, you. I know you talked about this a lot on the show through this entire season. This team is good enough to challenge a team like Baylor or UConn, but could also lose to a team like Florida Gulf Coast. Exactly. This this is a team, and it, it, it all comes down to the support that Sophie Cunningham gets, because Sophie Cunningham, especially late in the season, and we saw this in the SEC tournament, she's going to have a great game. It's, she's just at she's at the point in her basketball career and the way that she has grown as a player, she's going to have a good game every game. It's a matter of does the support show up? It did not show up against Mississippi State in the SEC tournament, but I'm going to put that down to the fact that they had just gone to, you know, gone up against Kentucky, one of the best, you know, six seed in the Greensboro region, right? So one of the better teams in the country, I think they were ranked 11 going into the SEC tournament. This Tiger team had just taken Kentucky to overtime and lost. And, and a lot of that, not lost, they, they beat Kentucky in overtime. And a lot of that Kentucky win came off the backs of, yes, Sophie Cunningham, but also Hannah Schutz and Haley Troop, those younger players who, you know, haven't really experienced so much tournament play. They're still growing as athletes. And they were very tired against Mississippi State and shots just weren't falling for them. And so the Tigers lost. Sad day for Columbia. I think things turn around here in the NCAA tournament, especially when you get a couple days rest in between games, you know? Interesting. So this is giving me my pick and how Mizzou stacked up is interesting. Now, Obviously, just want to say it's all right. They were projected, but they're not in the Chicago region, which that would have been awesome, even though they would not be playing the United Center. Not sure why. But yeah, I don't know why they'd be playing. It is play- what it is. They, they, they would have played at DePaul. I don't know why they're not, but that's okay. But 
Mizzou, 7th seed, going up against Drake. Now, last year, Mizzou went up against Florida Gulf Coast and lost in the first round. They had an early exit. I think this team's different. I think this team is will beat Drake. Now, Mizzou, Iowa, Iowa City. I'm not sure if you knew, Kyle, but if certain things change in my history, my senior year, I would have been an Iowa Hawkeye. Really? You that was one of the that was one of the schools you were considering and coming out of high school? Yep. Wow. So Mizzou, Iowa in the round thirty two. I think Mizzou wins it. I think Mizzou will have a rematch against Kentucky in the sixteen. I think Mizzou wins that. Goes to Elite Eight and proceeds to lose to Baylor. To Baylor. See, so so in in, in the real world, both of us had the same sort of prediction. Tigers are going to go to the Elite Eight and get beat by either South Carolina or Baylor, who would, of course, be the winner of that previous Sweet 16 little nugget. Um, and I think that's, I think in, in the real world, that is the correct prediction. You know, I think that is just, that's how this works. That's how real life is going to be. I think putting them in the Elite Eight is not too far fetched because the only real hurdle is Iowa. And I think that they can beat Iowa, right? And well, then once again, with those, I don't know about you, but with my pick at least, that's assuming this team is hot through the whole game, which they could be. They very well could be. Um, let's take a look at some of the other parts of the bracket. Of course, fantasizing about the the, tri- the triumphs and tribulations of the Missouri women's basketball team is fun as it is. Does not encompass this whole bracket. Because there's some bracket busters in here. There's some there's some points in this tournament where I could see things going wrong for some squads. Let's start off in the Sweet 16 where Notre Dame, who is a team that I think a lot of folks have winning it all, especially with Enrique Ogumbawale back, could wind up losing to Texas A&M. Is that something that you foresee happening, Cole? So the Texas name, what was the pick? I have I have Notre Dame winning, but there is a strong chance Notre Dame could lose to Texas A&M in the Sweet 16. I do have Notre Dame and Texas A&M as well in the bracket, but I Notre Dame wins that, you know, on the back of being probably arguably the best team in the nation, you know, whether them or Baylor. But... A&M, you know, a strong team. It's what we were saying before, how the SEC is the best conference. And A&M is not a bad team. Now, obviously, you know, you're the Texas, you're the A&M guy. I have A&M versus Rice in round 32. That's all I have as well. I think Rice is an underrated team at the 12 seed. This is a team that this is like their first, this is their first NCAA tournament in, I want to say, 12 years, which is huge. Um, the Rice Owls play in the CUSA. It's not that strong a conference, but and this is a very big but. They play with a lot of heart. They play with a lot of speed. They're really good. They're they're solid. They're a very solid squad. And going up against Marquette in the first round, I think suits them because I don't know how good of a team Marquette really is. You know, I haven't watched enough Marquette women's basketball 
to give you my opinion. But I will say this. Rice is a team that, if you don't give them the respect they deserve, could wind up, you know, pipping you to the spot. And I think with the... With the prom, with the you know, not the promise of, but definitely the chance of and the motivation for a Rice A and M matchup in the second round. I think that that is something that can spur Rice to victory against the Golden Eagles of Marquette. Now Texas A and M's playing Wright State, a team that Missouri played last year, I believe, and just beat the tar out of. So I'm going to say Texas A&M wins that one. And I think, I, I think Texas A&M beats Rice as well, and you know Notre Dame is where the dream dies. But there's that. Who is your Cinderella team for this tournament? Before we talk about the Cinderella teams, I guess I have to talk about my bracket buster. Yes. So in the round 32, this is a bull pick. I have Michigan beating Louisville. Really? Michigan over Louisville. I just don't see it. Louisville's such a good team. You know, they've, they've been playing so well. Num- they're number one for a reason, Cole. And that's because they have a better team than UConn. And that's like, that's a that's a very much one of those few instances in life where I can definitively say Louisville has a better team than UConn. You know? In women's basketball. Because they do. They're so just talent through the roof on this women's basketball team. But I guess going back to my Cinderella story, this may be because it's the SEC, but I have the 11th seed volunteers. I do too. I think the Lady Balls go far. I think they lose in the Sweet 16 to UConn. But definitely I think they get over UCLA and Maryland. Um, And I think that that UConn-Tennessee game winds up being one of the better ones in the tournament in terms of watchability. UConn has this crazy road, and I I, I absolutely can't wait to see what they do with it because there is a strong possibility that they play Rutgers the 7 seed, which that won't be too bad. Then they had to play either Tennessee, UCLA, or Maryland, right? All three of those squads, really good. But so UConn, UConn, Tennessee, which is a great game. And then they have to play Louisville, which is big. Like, and then in the final four, they play Notre Dame. Like UConn this season has the toughest road to the national championship of pretty much like almost any team in the, like, like in the actual, like, you know, squads who you think to win it all. You know? But who is your... Uh, if we're just looking at, you know, your your final four, would you say it again? Sure, my final four is Baylor, Syracuse, Notre Dame, UConn. All right, and then my South Carolina, Mississippi State, Notre Dame, and Louisville. Do you have any matchups on this bracket, Cole, that you think we should pay special attention to? Because for me, UCLA-Tennessee in the first round, that's going to be a phenomenal game. All right? Those are two great teams playing against each other, and Tennessee has a pretty solid chance 
at an upset in that one. Another one to pay attention to, Cole, in my eyes, is Florida, Florida Gulf Coast against Miami. Now, the only reason I say this is because Florida Gulf Coast beat Missouri last season in the tournament in Coral Gables. They are back in Coral Gables now, and they're playing Miami. Miami's a great team, but I would not count out Florida Gulf Coast. So I guess one game that, you know, catches my eye a little bit, I'm not sure about you, but what about BYU and Auburn? That is an interesting one because Auburn, we we got a good look at this season in the SEC, and they're a good team, yes, but are they good enough to beat a 7C BYU? That's an interesting question, you know? Because I think... I have not watched enough BYU women's basketball. But I do know that Auburn was, in terms of SEC sides that made it into the tournament this year, they are definitely one of the weaker ones. Obviously, like, technically the weakest is Tennessee, but we all know that they can turn it on in the tournament. But Auburn didn't have a great season. And I could very well, but I could still very well see them beating BYU. I have BYU advancing and then losing to Stanford in the next round in my bracket. But to think that Auburn is just going to roll over and get kicked in the head is far-fetched. Yeah, I have Auburn beating BYU, but same with you. I have Stanford beating Auburn, so that doesn't really matter too much. So before we transition to like the last few minutes anything else you want to say on March Madness well one more matchup in the women's bracket to pay attention to Missouri State and DePaul Missouri State had a good year won their won their conference DePaul also had a good year also won their conference I think this is going to be an incredible matchup between two teams that no one really thinks about and I think on the flip of a coin Missouri State could win this one against DePaul. I actually have them getting the upset here. I think this is going to be one of the few big upsets of this tournament. Now, you talk about your dream, but imagine Mizzou, Missouri State national champion. (laughs) Technically, technically it is possible. They are slated on different halves of the bracket, so they could technically meet in the national championship. They won't, but technically it is possible. But that is going to just about do it for our tournament preview. The first four starts tonight, I believe, Cole. Am I am I correct in that? Um well we'll get some confirmation on that. But I do believe the first four begins tonight. And I love that. Uh, I love on the uh, NCAA uh, NCAA's website where they have their like uh, they have all their um, articles and things. They have an article titled "What is the NCAA Tournament?" I'm like, ah, that's true. <laughs> I, I I never would have known. But um, but before the show wraps up or anything, a lot of NFL news. Lots of Odell NFL Beckham news. Jr. Is going to the Browns. Crazy move right there. I think the the Giants were very dumb to perform that move. 
Um, but the Browns look scary now. The Browns are going to be one of the better teams in the NFL, which is something no one expected to say about five years ago. But anyway, first four games start tonight. We got uh, Fairview, Dick- uh, Fairview Dickinson and Prairie View, Belmont and Temple playing tonight. My picks for tonight, I think Prairie View A&M gets the win, and I think that Belmont goes over Temple. I had those picks, and I totally agree with you there. All right. That's going to just about wrap things up here on K&C Sports. Thank you for tuning in. As always, my name has been and shall continue to be Kyle Jones, and I have been joined and will continue to be joined by Cole Tusing, have a wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy your basketball. It promises to be a phenomenal tournament, so you don't want to miss a single game. And, of course, we will be off next week due to spring break here at Mizzou. But the week after that, we will return on that Tuesday to break down everything that happened in the March Madness bracket. We will, of course, be edging a little bit closer to the final four when that day rolls around. So you will not want to miss it. 